to No Sports. We are back. We got a two-person episode with you tonight. Well, tomorrow, Monday, when you'll be listening to it in the morning. Um, I am joined by my esteemed colleague, Michael Hiddings. Michael, I've had quite the week. You have had quite the week, man. You've had quite the week. So for those uh, avid listeners of the podcast, no, my, my wife is was pregnant and we had our first kid last week some exciting personal news so last Let's wednesday go. we get to sing the song forever you know do you remember the 21st, 21st night. night of september exactly yep so yeah you do that'll be etched in my brain forever so every time that's played at the weddings you know i'll be required to bring my kid on the dance floor it'll be awesome no doubt have to so that's pretty sweet the uh, the first you know half week of his life has been pretty awesome. Uh, basically, it consisted of me, whenever I need to or can hold him, and I just watched the President's Cup with him. I watched college football day on Saturday. I watched Thursday night football with him. I watched the Dolphins' epic victory today. Just, I mean, it's just excuses to like, oh, I guess I gotta stay on the couch and watch sports with my newborn son. I think the the thing that makes me happy is. Day one, you're raising him the right way. Sports. That's right. Day one. Born, and day, and day one. Dad's holding him, and what are you doing? Bud, watch this. We got President's Cup. We got right. college football. We got NFL. Like, and day glorious. one, even furthermore, he knows day one what it's like. like don't root for the Lions, buddy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Today should it. have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Don't do it. So... Yeah, so for the, I mean that so that's some personal news for me. I know some of the other guys have been busy with work stuff and personal stuff too. We're really trying to get up to the to two, two times a week for the regular podcast and then we have the Don't You Daily. So yes, the Don't first. You Daily. You the got Don't it. You Daily. So so subscribe to that. Mike's doing a great job with that, getting at least two to three episodes out per week and those are usually between 10 and 20 minutes, a little shorter and uh, more condensed to a specific topic, which is great. But we're gonna really try start getting into a schedule of these doing these Sunday night recaps, and then hopefully getting to doing Thursday nights and previewing football weekend slash you know whatever their sports start up as basketball and hockey and those things will get rolling in the fall. So that's our goal. Stick with us. We're gonna keep trying. But I'm the I'm a prime example of sometimes life gets really busy, and yeah, not making money yet. Keyword yet. We're doing it for the people. We got we got to keep growing. Hey, you as the people, help get us some more people, and uh, you know, help us grow this brand. That's right. And and we'll be bringing content out like crazy. The more the more we get, the more we bring in, the more the more we'll put out. You know, exactly. That's, that's how it works. You give a little, we'll give a lot. Yes. So, well, let's get to some sports talk, shall we? Let's do it. Gosh. So I got to start. I have to start with the Dolphins. What a, what a, it's not, we'll get to the Lions in a second, but I just got to give my takes on the Dolphins today. Absolute insanity with this game today. There are some, uh, some, I don't know how, what, what word, word, word I need to say here. Got to take a step back, not, not overreact to like the Dolphins are now the AFC East, you know, leaders. The Bills super Bowl were favorite? super injured. Bills were super injured on the defense. Okay? And the Dolphins did not light them on fire offensively. No. 
However, Josh Allen threw for 400 yards, and somehow they still only scored 19 points, 17 points by the offense. And that was so encouraging to me that they forced some turnovers, and they that that was impressive to me. That's that's how they won the game. That yeah showed up and was the first team that looked made Josh Allen look kind of human today. Human, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I he throws for four hundred yards. He, he threw, I think, sixty three times, if I yeah. read that right. Um, so, so I'm watching this. This is how my it. Sunday. This is how my Sunday afternoon's going. I'm watching this, and it's it's the Lions are choking against the Vikings. The Dolphins punt the ball straight into their upbacks' butt. Yes, and it, it's trending on Twitter. The the butt safety. The, yep. And my kid is crying. He's kind of hungry. We're trying to figure out how life's working. I'm like, this is. I'm like, is this what my life's gonna be now? I'm just gonna watch the Dolphins choke and the Lions choke every week, and my kid is gonna grow up a miserable sports fan just like me. And somehow, some way, the Dolphins hang on. Then Josh Allen, they kind of choke the time management thing at the end. And yeah. the clock just runs out on them. And the Dolphins hang on 21 to 19. I I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't I didn't see the end of the Dolphins game, obviously, but I read about it and, and I'm like, what are you doing if you're Isaiah McKenzie? It was nuts. Like, I mean he, but, he he could have probably gotten out of bounds. But he was he he got the ball in the middle of the field, and there was a guy towards the sideline that was tr- definitely trying to prevent him from getting out of bounds. And they were close to getting the spike off. It was one of those like ball got kicked around, the ref couldn't grab it right away, but, like almost the Dak Prescott type situation, where it was like if it works out better for them, maybe they do get the spike and they can kick a sixty whatever yard field goal for a win. Right, still, which probably like, isn't made, but it was still you, Yeah, you got the last put, play. The last play they got it to him too was your typical Josh Allen play. Like the Dolphins rush, and two defensive linemen are on him, and it's like a dog pile. And I'm like jumping up and down. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then somehow he he pops out. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. How did he it, get out of that? The typical yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, what is happening? Moment. And then he throws it to Isaiah McKenzie. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're going to blow this, and they're going to lose 22 to 21. Tyler Bass is going to kick a 73-yard field goal, yep. and we're going to lose. And somehow they tackle him in bounds, and it runs out. That's a that's such a Dolphins game that they typically lose. That was why I was so happy about it, because that's a game that's that you usually lose. Yep, and, and this team is finding a way to win that game. I was so happy, so happy. So yeah, three and zero. There's not many teams. Let's see who's three and zero. The Dolphins and the Eagles. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, we got we're the favorites in the AFC. Your Super Bowl. Super Bowl. But you just beat the Super Bowl favorite. You are now Miami the Super Dolphins. Bowl favorite. Miami, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Because when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number number one. Yes. Throw if back some old T-Pain, baby. Some old T-Pain. Go listen to the T-Pain version of that song. It's tremendous. Glorious. It's tremendous. All right. Let's get to the line. Well, actually, you want to do yeah, no, no, yeah first? You should probably start with yeah, no, no, okay. yeah. Because I'm... 
I got I got a little ahead of myself because I was I had to. You had to go talk Dolphins. I get it. I get it. It was an exciting day for you as a Dolphins fan. It was a and with my kid, big my win against kid. the Super Bowl favorite. Son's first NFL Sunday. That's right. Like, a lot going on. Not to be selfish, but the beginning of this podcast is all about me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to take it. And I'm going to take that spotlight. No, no, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Um, I was on the I was on the way home with my wife today, and I noticed myself say it. I went. She said something about, "Yeah, you're not gonna do this though, right?" And I was like, "No, yeah, 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 yeah." And I literally said, "Yeah," like seven times, but it meant no. Because I said no first. No, you said no. Yeah. I was like, "No, yeah, 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 yeah." No, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was agreeing with her saying no. It's the best. There's so many different ways to say it. Well, I, welcome to Midwest, man. That's what right. this is about. Well, welcome back to Yeah, No, No, Yeah. We'll see if for our, any of our new listeners if they can figure out what the meanings are. I have five statements prepared for you. Ready, Michael? All right. I'm buckle up. Ready to go. Let's drive. First, Romeo Dubs is the next Packers one. Wide receiver one. Ooh. Looked good today. He did Looked look good, good today. today. And I've I've been buying the hype all off season. I'll go, yeah, no. Okay. But some hesitation there, man. I mean, someone's gotta step up. And oh yeah. I could see it being him. They have for they right have a, now. Yeah, no. They got a plethora of young guys. They do. Alan Lazard is getting his opportunity this year as well. Yes, he is. You can't dismiss him as a potential, you know, Rogers number one guy down the road. That was Devontae Adams at the beginning of his career. He wasn't Devontae Adams right away. No, it took Devontae Adams three, four-ish right. years before he became what he is. So, I, what you're saying about Lazard is why I can't comfortably yet go there uh, with Romeo Dobbs. Um, but he had a good game today. He looked real and good. someone's got to step against, up. Against a really good defense, too. Yeah. So, he kind of turned into his go-to guy. Lazard caught the touchdown. Um. But Dobbs caught, Dobbs caught a touchdown, too. They both caught touchdowns. Yep. And it was – if you're a Packers fan, you're very encouraged by that because you lost Devontae. Everyone's saying their defense is supposed to be, like, these world beaters, and they played well today, but they did not play well week one. No. Well, so, and you start it's, to it's, get in the hole. Was week one an anomaly, you know, because right. – uh, and you know, they've had two back-to-back weeks where they've been good. I, now, I don't know how good Tampa's offense is, but – right. Um, all right. Anyway, Next. Romeo Dobbs, not there yet, but room for optimism. All right. Next. These Lions are the same old Lions. No, yeah. They're the same old Lions, man. <laughs> same old Lions. For those like, that aren't Lions fans, SOL is commonly trending on Twitter. Um, For always on Lions Twitter, they're called same old Lions because they find new ways to lose every year, every week. It just happens. So, are these Lions the same old Lions? You're saying no, yeah. No, no yeah. yeah. They're the same old Lions. They're the same old Lions that they've been since 1957. The coaches change. The players change. The same thing happens, you know? And uh, Now, I was hopeful this regime would change. There's still time. I get it, but Today 
was a, a microcosm of what is SOL, the prime definition of SOL. When you think they got the game won, they find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. It's, it's what the Lions do. Same old Lions. Yeah, it's Talk pretty, more about it later, but same old it's, Lions. Yeah, was, it was pretty miserable today. Coaching, all the way from coaching to players. Top down. Yeah. Top down. Miserable. All right. I'll get my next, mini rant later, but top down, same old lines. Next, the Dolphins will be in the playoffs. No, yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're they're a playoff team. I figured I figured you would say that. I was hopeful that you would say that. I just wanted to read. I don't have yours on here. You still got to go fill yours, or maybe it didn't work for you. But I, I have the Google sheet of the Don't You Know Sports predictions. I am the only one that predicted the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Nobody else in on the podcast has the Dolphins. As a playoff team, so that was why I had to put that on there to see if by week three are they already they've proven themselves that they'll be playoff bound. To me, three and zero, they found ways to win. Even today, like the first two weeks, offense, you know, week one, offense did enough to win. Defense played well. Week two, they're in a shootout with Baltimore. They come back from down big, win. They're playing Buffalo. Say we want. Okay, they're they're missing some key guys or a handful of players. Good teams find ways to win. That's right. They found a way to win. I'm three and zero. Only one other team in the NFL is that. I I don't know if they win the division, but to me, that's a playoff team. Yeah. No, Week three, saying, Dolphins in the playoffs. Yeah, you're saying yeah, no for sure. Is that a yeah, no for sure? That's a yeah, no for sure. Okay, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> Week three, um, put them in. I get so sick of the injury thing, and today's a little different. Like, the Bills were decimated. They were starting some practice squad guys and did not have any secondary players, really. Even D-line, they were banged up. But that only goes to a certain extent. Every team, every year, deals with injuries. And I, I feel like a lot of the times that I get this from my anti-Packers bias of, like, oh, just wait till X, Y, and Z players come back. Then we're going to be fine. And it's like, if you're already banged up in week three, then – you're you might be in trouble the rest of the year. Like it's yeah. not like oh we're gonna get healthy. It's no you need to survive. You got to get to that season. point. And yeah. then you know got to hit all strides going into the playoffs. If you're banged up already, it, the chances are you're gonna be banged up for most of the year. Yep. So I don't know. A lot of the a lot of these injuries they don't just heal themselves in a week. They they reaggravate these injuries throughout the NFL season. Yep. Because so, they're going to rush to get back. They're going to play a little banged up, and that's yeah. how re-injury happens. That's the life of an NFL player. No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, no yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right, next. The Los Angeles Chargers are in trouble. No, yeah. I I don't know how you explain today. I don't know how you explain today. And kudos to the Jaguars. I mean, we we talked about – Trevor Lawrence coming out of college that he was this once in a generational type of talent. We didn't see it last year for Urban Meyer reasons, but they have a legitimate head coach offensive mind now. And I think teams are sleeping on them every single time they go into a game with them and stop sleeping on the Jaguars because they're going to get you. They have some offensive talent. They have a good young quarterback and they have a legitimate head coach calling plays for this young quarterback. The Chargers, I don't know what to make of this because supposedly their defense was going to be top-notch. They just gave up 38 to the Jags. Um, 
I mean, where's Justin Herbert? Where's this offense, this electric offense with Austin Eckler and Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen and, and all these guys? This was supposed to be the year with how much money they've pumped into this roster with Herbert being on an inexpensive contract. This was the year that they would make in Kansas City losing guys, right? This is the year they make their push. This is not a team that looks like a playoff team, let alone a Super Bowl contender that they thought coming into the year. Couldn't They're in trouble. More. I couldn't agree more. They're in trouble. I, the the Chargers hype the last couple two years because Herbert has been annoyed to this like QB savior. And and he's put up great numbers and stats, but he still sometimes to me doesn't have it in between in between the some of the decision making. He's yeah. got the he's got the huge arm and all that stuff, like the Josh Allen prototype. But he's not as good of a runner as Josh Allen. And then Allen has taken obviously leaps and bounds from his first couple of years. He's improved immensely. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm kind of a Herbert hater just because him and Tua always get compared with each other. Yeah. So I I have no choice. But they they have, they stack their defense and all this stuff too, and they give up 38 points today. It's I mean, Herbert, too. Like Herbert was a question mark all week, and he played injured. He probably shouldn't have played. And then Keenan Allen didn't play. But still, that's that's injuries. That's 38 through that. to 10 to the Jaguars? I know. I will say this. The Jaguars is my one team I'm really mad. I think I flipped it right before the season started. I had them at over 6.5, and, and I think right before I was like, I got to switch one or two of these. And I switched the Jaguars to under. To I'm under. Hating it. hating it right now. And they're in that AFC South, which seems wide open, man. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. So yeah, that way AFC South is completely wide open. All right. Who and then knows, the last man? one, the last one. This one take a little. I gotta go through the teams with you. Um, over under two and a half teams. I guess I'll say, I should, to make it a no yes statement, I'll say more than two teams. More than two teams that are one and two will make the playoffs. More than two teams that are okay. one and two. Yeah, I'll so, run off the I'll list. run them off for you. And then you can kind of count in your head. You need to get to three to make it a to make it a no or a no, yeah, yeah. No. Or no yeah. No yeah. Yeah. Um Jets, Patriots, Steelers, Bengals, Titans, Chargers, Commanders. Um, Lions, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, and then Seahawks and Niners, or no, Seahawks and Cardinals. And then you got the loser of this game uh, that we're watching right now, San Francisco Denver. You got to get three of those. No, yeah, I'll go three. Okay. No more than that. No more than that. You got um, three off the top of your head that you're thinking? I – the AFC South is a question mark. I still could see Tennessee at nine wins winning that division and getting in the postseason. Um, Cincinnati, to me, is too good to not eventually push for a playoff spot. Okay. Even though they've looked very shaky here to start the year off. Um and then I also believe San Francisco or Denver here. One of these teams is going to sneak in in yeah. a wild card. Um, I, I'm more confident in San Fran than I am Denver. 
but I somebody's got to take these spots, and I, both those teams are good, and one of them is going to be one and two. So right. um, I'll go three. No more than three, though. I, I It's interesting man, start to the year. It's like almost half the NFL is one and two because no teams are 0-3 oh or 3-0. and oh. Yeah. Usually you, you have this. usually by now you still have like four or five at least undefeated teams. Right. No, you you have two undefeateds, basically the, what, one oh and three, two oh and threes? One oh and three, and then you're pending the Giants. They're two and all. Oh. They play tomorrow night. Right. So maybe three three and O's. Oh, and if the and if the Giants win, then the Cowboys would also fall into that one and two category. Yeah. So you have this lump of one and two and two and one. I mean it's so I I guess by a numbers game, I guess I should go more than you know yeah. based on that. But um, again, go back to the charges there. You put the charges on the list, and right, I'm no longer confident in them. So yeah, all right. Let's get to some let's get to some breakdowns here. Go through the let's start with our one o'clock game. We got to start with the Lions. We already did the Dolphins, so we can kind of breeze through that one. But holy smokes, the Lions. <sighs> Game management today. I said it last year. I put it in my hot takes before we started this podcast. I was really, really hated Dan Campbell's uh, game management last year. Like and you had every of, right to usage of timeouts, when to go for it, when to do fakes and things like that. And you said it best. You've said it multiple times. There's a difference between being aggressive and being stupid. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference between. Yeah, I think I've said it multiple times, and you've heard it, and I know you agree. There's a difference between aggressiveness and stupidity, right? When to be aggressive and when and when uh, too much aggression or aggression at the wrong time. I, I think that's the biggest thing with Dan Campbell. Aggression at the wrong time is stupidity. And sometimes a lack of aggression at the wrong time Correct. is stupidity. Um, and I just felt today was a microcosm of some of the games last year where – Campbell's aggressiveness in certain times was uncalled for. And then he'd be aggressive in moments where you're like, this is just completely stupid. Why would the Lions go for it here? And then one or two times you're like, all right, this is time to go for it. It makes sense based on the game flow, gameplay. And you go, and they're choosing to kick a 54-yard field goal. You know, so it's those kind of things. I was hopeful that, okay, last year, year one, the Lions were not going to be good. You could get away with that kind of play calling. Number two, he learned from it, right? Like, okay, he's making these mistakes. These are bad mistakes. Unbelievably poor usage of timeouts. Unbelievable. And then we hit today's game, Jacob. We hit today's game. And I do appreciate, and it's post-game presser, he put the blame on himself as far as, especially with the, the call on going for the 54-yard field goal in the fourth quarter um, that he put the game on himself. Dan, I could list a handful of other things about this game that you cost the Lions. Like the players got to make plays. I get that. But this loss falls squarely on the shoulders of Dan Campbell, the head coach. And if this is how it's going to be, I'm over the rah-rah. I'm over the... You know, he's a culture fit. I am buying what he's trying to do with the culture. I'm buying his personality. But if he is an, he's a complete buffoon as a game caller and game manager, he cannot survive. Right, doesn't matter. And he has not proven that he knows what the heck he's doing 
in big games, and I say big games loosely, right, because the Lions haven't had many big games, but close games where they need him to make the right calls. He's failed in his tenure more often than he's been successful. And If you want to be a playoff contending team, today is a game you have to win. Yes. Not saying it, that they're better than the Vikings, but they outplayed them majority of the, the game. The majority of the game. And they basically handed the ball to them or the game to them on a silver platter in the last four minutes and said, here you go, take it if you want it. And they did. And they did. it's just, that's what we talk about everyone else when Lions fans say SOL, because that's the type of thing that the Lions, no matter who the coach is and who the players are, that they do. And all offseason, even to start the season here, we're hearing Jared Goff talking about how we got to get rid of this SOL thing. We're tired of hearing his players. We've got to do what we can. Game three at the Vikings. You're giving fans a reason to go SOL. Right. And, and I mean, I don't even six know how point much underdogs. It's, you. it's your head coach. There's six point underdogs and all this stuff like that. Not a game that going into it, you're not probably expecting a win. But then after the start in the third quarter, you're up 24 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. And then you had multiple opportunities to put the game away with just a few bonehead decisions. Yeah, that's a typical game. At the end of the game, I was watching end of the game. They were like second and 10. And they had one timeout. Vikings had one timeout left and the two-minute warning. So I was like, run the ball on second down. And then they have to use their last timeout. And then you you play action or something on third down. You pick up one first down. This game's over. Right. Instead they run, instead they run play action on second down, incomplete pass, which to me is boneheaded. And then yep. you get lucky with a defensive holding call. So then they get the first down anyways. And then they still somehow... Don't waste enough clock. Yep. To to they get the Vikings the ball back because they kick a fifty four yard field goal instead of either going for it, going for the jugular there, or pinning them inside the ten yards. Yes, line. Jacob. Yes, you said it. Other Lions fans of mine, and, and I missed the second half of the game, but the another one of my a... buddies said the same thing you did, Jacob. Where it's like. We were talking about Campbell's complete mismanagement, and that sister set of events is what he brought up. The same thing you said. The one time you decide to kick it is the time you either should be going for it or pinning them deep where they have to go 90 yards to, to score with the time that's left in the game. What's Instead, Campbell decides to kick it. I mean, what's a six-point lead versus a three-point lead? I get it a little bit. Like, then they have to get a touchdown, I guess. But even even then, if you so, miss it, you give them such a short field that that you're almost which you might as well go for it at that point. Like if you do miss it, you're basically guaranteeing them overtime already, right? And then they give up a couple big plays, and the guy's wide open for a touchdown, anyways. I don't know if they were going to kick the field goal at that point. I wish they would have gone for it. And, and the thing that baffles me is in the prior possession, they had a closer field goal that they could have taken, and they they went for it. Yeah. So it's they like went for it you, like they went for it like six times today on fourth. Yes. Yes. Ridiculous. And and a few of them I was watching with my with my with my mom who's a huge Lions fan. Shout out Heidi, Grandma Schwark now. Grandma Schwark. Um, and I was like, I looked at her. I was like, I don't like this call at all. I will only like it if they make it. And they lucked out and made it. But I was like, if they miss that, that looks bonehead. And you can always say ifs and buts. 
but they made a few fourth downs today also that were like, you're pretty dumb for attempting that, attempting that. And you're not going to make it as often as they did today. It's going to bite him in the butt more often than that. And it still ended up, they still, ended up right. he still, he still got bit because of his poor management. So yeah. if he continues to go this route, I don't care what you're telling me, what the numbers tell me that, Oh, uh, if they make it, it might be. No, at some point, logic and reasoning does need to come into play a little yeah. bit. And there are some times where the risk is not worth the reward. You right. know? Right. It just it just isn't. And hey. on the Vikings side, on the Vikings side, Ben will be mad if we don't talk about the Vikings at all. Yeah, kudos to the Vikings for making the plays they needed to win that game in the fourth and- quarter. Jeff Okuda completely took Justin Jefferson out of the game. He had three catches today for 14 Jeff yards. Jeff Okuda is starting to look like the number three overall pick, man. Which is super encouraging, which makes it even more mind-blowing that the, the Vikings came back and won that game without— He got banged up, right? I think I—again, I, I missed the second half, but Okuda got banged up well, no, is what I But Jefferson—I'm saying Jefferson not doing anything. Still, oh, yeah. Like at all. And the, the they still somehow choked that at the end. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the rush defense wasn't great. Lions defense was, you know, su- a little suspect. But the Lions ran the ball incredibly well. They spread it around offensively. Just yep. a frustrating. It's a frustrating loss for them. Yep, which is why. And I said it in our group get, chat. They get Seattle next week. Could have been. Could have been looking at three and one. You could have been looking at three, and that's what I mean. If you are about a culture change and pushing for winning games and being a postseason contender, because they believe that. They could be a postseason contender. Yep. I'm done giving them pats on the back for, oh, you know, you were up 10 on the Vikings. You almost right. won that one. Good that's job. Mike. No, no. That's Mike. That's, that's Mike. Garbage, that's garbage Mike franchises have that. Mike does that. Like, oh, I love what they're growing and, and they're making progress and blah, blah, blah. No, progress is so winning that fluffy game. And like, they're the Lions. They're so cute and cuddly. Like, it's, it's annoying and despicable and sad that the lions can never well, they get coddled like a baby because they haven't proven anything. Correct. Like it's none of certain. the other fans in, of NFC North teams that we know hate the lions. They actually root Correct. for the lions. Correct. What team in your division in any sport do you actually have a root for? Oh, the ones that are so bad. You actually pity. Right. That's what they are. Ridiculous. And then today happens and it's just like, this is why this All is right. why we any good franchise wins that game. We gotta move on. Yeah, I, we please. Get I could keep going for another hour. For a while. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you'll get a don't you daily this week where you get to rant more about the Lions. Just an en- entire yeah. fifteen minutes rant on the Lions. Um. All right. Uh. One of our probably like who gives a, who gives a crap biggest who gives a crap game this week Bears Texans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean the Bears win. Kudos to them at home. Twenty three to twenty over Davis Mills led Texas te- Texans team who have looked frisky the first few weeks. They played the Colts nice week one, um, and they played the Broncos close last week. This is a game that if you're a Texans fan, you would love to probably see Davis Mills win and didn't play great. Somehow, someway, Justin Fields is the winning quarterback in this game, and he's 8 he of was 17 terrible. for 106 yards and two picks. He looked awful, and somehow they won. I, I The Texans but, are not good at football. Khalil Herbert um, had 20 carries for one 157. The Bears are strictly going to – this is how – if they're going to win games, this is how they're going to do it. Yeah. Offensively, they're going to run it with Montgomery and Herbert and Fields. 
they are going to limit the amount of times that Justin Fields throws the ball because today is proof he can't throw the ball. So I I don't know how Bears fans look at today and say, yep, this guy is the future of our organization. Right. So props to the Bears for being 2-1. and However, the Packers exposed them last week. The Packers aren't by any means world beaters this year. I agree. They completely, you know, manhandled them. I think the Bears have some ugly losses coming in their future. I also agree. All right. This was basically a uh, loser leaves town type of game. Like, basically your season's over. Who have both had playoff hopes, the Titans and the Raiders. Were both 0-2, and both teams, I would say, were really expecting to make the playoffs. Yep. So, I mean, are the Raiders D-U-N done? Yeah. It's hard. It's going to be very difficult to overcome a 0-3 start in playing in the Chiefs. Division. And, I mean, they played the Chargers already, and the Broncos don't look as good. But you still got two more games. You got two games against the Chiefs. That probably puts them at five losses already. Yep. I mean, I, it's going to be a real tall order for them to, to climb out of that. I mean, it, it, this... It's going to fall squarely on the top bottom, top down, right? I mean, uh, you, you go out and you spend money, you get the big name wide receiver, all these weapons for Derek Carr, and they're not doing enough offensively. And I don't know how much of that's Derek Carr and how much of it falls on Josh McDaniels. I mean, I, I man, he's this offensive mastermind oh, with New England, right? But every time he goes out of New England now, I mean, bail. he's off to a Miserable. bad start. With Vegas and his couple years in Denver were a complete nightmare. Yeah. So I, and they have pieces and weapons and a and a supposedly a pretty good defense. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They were. They and were then they gained Devontae Adams. Everyone dismissed them this year because the Chargers were supposed to take this next step. But and the Chargers are, and the Raiders. And Denver the doesn't Chargers. look all that good. So this right. vaunted AFC West is not like. Bar me, it's not like Kansas City's lighting the world on fire either. I know uh-huh. they got, they're what, two and one, but. Yeah, they lost the Colts today. They lost the Colts today, and their offense is not a world beating offense here. So this AFC West that looks well, top supposedly tier. like the, like we thought was like the best division in all of sports, one of the oh, best yeah. football divisions we've ever seen, and through three games has very much underwhelmed. Unbelievably disappointed. So, Unbelievably. What team in that? What out of the four teams do you look at and go, yeah, yeah, they're elite, and I could see them, you know, maybe the Chiefs, if everything aligns right, they win the Super Bowl because they have Mahomes. But I don't know. I put the Chiefs on a field with the Dolphins or the Bills or other teams right now, and they're losing. Right. So, and good, good for the Titans. That division's wide open. They needed a W. They needed it. They got back to their roots. Derrick Henry had 20 carries today. Had a few receptions as well. That's how they're going to win football games. Hurts that Taylor Lewan's out for the year. That's a big yeah, loss that for one, them. That's, that's a tough loss. Um, but Ryan Tannehill's only going to take you as far as Ryan Tannehill can. They've, he's kind of proven that. Yeah. They've had a few yeah. teams that, I mean, they made, the, they, make, they made the AFC Championship game, right, with him as a wild card like two years ago? Yes, I believe so. And then they lost, and then last year they were the one seed, and then they got bounced in the first round. Yeah, and, and it's tough. You look at last year, that, that Tennessee team was really, really good. It's tough. They should to have not. beaten the Bengals in that divisional round last year. Ryan Tannehill threw three picks. Yep, and, it's tough not to look at and say Tannehill's holding them back. Yeah, so that like you said, that division's wide open. Though. I could see all t- Titans, Colts, Jags, uh, any of them. as a, at Any this one point, of them right now. 
I got no idea who's the front runner to win that division. I don't either. I need to see more football from those teams to decide who's, you know. Yeah, how legit the are the Jaguars? Because through three weeks, they've played the best consistently oh, yeah. out of those four. But All right, so speaking of that division, Colts were also kind of a must-win game today. Oh, they did get the tie week one. I keep forgetting that. It felt like they lost. Yeah. It, I, when they so, when you tie the Texans, it is a loss. Sure. I mean, it, it just that's why it feels like a loss because you look and you go, how do the Colts who are a playoff contender in Week One lose to the Texans who are trying to lose? Yeah, you know. So, and I'm less bullish maybe on the Chiefs that you are. The Chiefs looked really good the first two weeks, and I think this week is a total yeah. indictment of a desperate Colts team. And a Chiefs team on the road that just had an off half. You might very well be right. That has been the MO of the half, Chiefs up, in the they're past. Up, they're up 14 to 10 at halftime, and then they scored three points in the second half. So I think I think it's one of those off halves for the offense that I think they win that game typically probably eight or nine times out of ten. And the Colts were desperate and needed a W. Kudos to them. But I'm no mean. Well, they got about, it. I'm not worried about the Chiefs at, at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just that's the kind enough. of game they I, usually win. So you know, maybe that's that's what's sticking with me. I I, I look and I go that to me they don't look like the vaunted. Sure. I, oh, they're not. They're offense not this, they're not this juggernaut. juggernaut. Without sure. Tyreek Hill, they're not a juggernaut, and that, that that's tough for me to to move past. You know. So, um, and then, so the next one would be, was Dolphins Bills. So the Bills is again, don't look like they did not look like this juggernaut that they did the first two weeks. Yeah. But I, for me, slightly different because had players out and we know what their ceiling is compared to everybody else's ceiling. I mean, I, I think the Bills at their best don't lose. Listen, to no this. one can beat the Bills at their best. Listen to this stat. Mind blowing. I've never seen a disparity like this in any NFL game ever. I wonder what the stats actually would be on this. The total plays in the Dolphins-Bills game. The Dolphins ran 39, only 39 plays. Stop. The Bills ran 90 plays. I was about to say the Bills threw 63 passes. Yeah, Josh Allen had 63 passes. 42 for 63. So, like, obviously he's going to throw over 400 yards when you got 63 attempts. So 39 plays for the Dolphins? 39, yeah. So to 50, 90, 51 more plays. And the and Dolphins, lost. And the and Dolphins held lost. them and the Dolphins held them to 17 points. How do you hold a team that gets 90 plays in a game to under 20? Did you see the Bills offensive coordinator meltdown? No, but I heard about it. Oh, my God. I gosh. heard he lost it. Uh, Ken Classic. Dorsey, man, just. Flinging papers everywhere, throwing, throwing his tablet down. Yeah, it was classic. Oh, he absolutely lost it because he called the probably the right play, and the, and whoever running back I think was in, in the flat or tight end, and he's open, and Josh Allen just completely missed him, threw it at his feet, and it was a terrible throw. And that was what I looked at. That I was like, dude, if 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 Tua makes a throw like that, he's absolutely crucified on social media. Yeah. Josh Ab- Allen's allowed to get away with it though, right? Because he's Josh Allen, and and respect rightfully so. He's Obviously insane. Um, but 
good, great, great quarterbacks make really crappy throws too, and it needs to, it needs to be talked yes, about a little do. bit more. You know, no, you're you're right, you're right. That's and, that's uh, a game on the line type of throw that he. You've got to make it. You got to make it. So, and then at the end of the game too, couldn't he didn't get him in field goal range? That's another thing. Usually Josh Allen does that. Yep. So, hey, fins up, baby. Let's go. Big win. I think so. Bills and Chiefs losing today. I think the AFC is tighter than people think. I don't think it's a yes. given. I think a lot of people are thinking Bills Chiefs is a given for AFC Championship. And oh no, I, think, I wouldn't put. Well, you know what I just said. I don't think it's a given the Chiefs get there. Yeah. I'm much more confident about the Bills getting there than the Chiefs getting there. So, I I would not be locking in Bills Chiefs for the the AFC Championship. I, yeah. The Dolphins have a legitimate chance, and you got a handful of other teams that could actually make a. I agree. A I think the AFC's got a lot of very good. This AFC still has a lot of very good teams, and if you catch a team on a on a bad day. Or yep. or you got your offense or something's rolling on a good day. You, you're gonna yep. have pull the and they, we, we haven't talked Baltimore yet. I know the Baltimore the, the Dolphins came back. Go for it. Go Baltimore for it. Baltimore Patriots. Baltimore puts hangs thirty seven on the Patriots today. I love Lamar it. Jackson and Mark Andrews combo is as good as ever. Yep, I absolutely um, love it. And and they're I mean a miraculous fourth quarter by two away from being three and zero. They are, but they probably should be three and zero. Yeah, you could argue that it, they should be three and zero. They were They're legitimately not. The blowing the Dolphins out one. last week, and then Tua decided he was going to play as a, like a Hall of Famer in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, crushed it. Tua crushed yeah. it in the fourth. Um, but Baltimore is a legitimate playoff contender, and if this offense continues to roll the way it's rolling, they're right in the thick of it. They can yeah. score on anyone. Their biggest issue they is their defense. They could have built Belichick's defense for. Yeah. Almost 40. Yeah, their issues, their defense, and it, it doesn't matter who's calling the plays. They swapped out defensive coordinators, right? I think they were hopeful that they just don't have the, the pieces. This team does not have the defensive pieces that when you think typical Baltimore Ravens defense, they don't have the pieces that prior teams have had. I would say typical teams that have to rely on turnovers don't last long. In the especially in the playoffs, even regular. Well, season, I'd agree because you're going to end up having a game where you don't get the turnovers you need. So and they then, had they had four turnovers. They got their defense got four turnovers, and they still gave up 26 points to Mac Jones. Yeah, their defense not good. The offense, you know, man, that offense can score. Mac I, Jones had, I don't know about. I don't know if I can go Super Bowl contender with the defense, but yeah. they're they're a playoff contender. And Mac Jones, 321 yards, three picks, and then they had three rushing touchdowns. So they had the most, I think it was them, had the most insane, like, lateral play, and they lateraled it to Mac Jones. Like, the running back was going to get tackled. He pitched it to Mac Jones, and then he somehow got in the end zone. It was wild. It was one of those, like, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh, we scored a touchdown. <laughs> that that worked. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Ravens are the front runners in their division, without a doubt. I think their offense yeah. is good. The Browns are the Browns. Well, the Browns the are the Browns. The Steelers are terrible. And um, and the Bengals are back. The Bengals the beat Bengals, the Jets. Yeah, I, I do expect the Bengals to make a push, but I still got to figure out the O-line. Right you know, they invested a ton of money in it, but Joe Burrow got back on track today. They, they played better. You expected them to against the Jets. They were yes. my they were my survivor pick this week. I took an 0 and two team in Survivor, worked out well for me. Worked out well. 
lot of people took the Chargers and Woo! the Chiefs this week were two popular picks. So bye bye to a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're hammering them out. Let's go. And the other popular one was the Eagles, which so, makes sense. Yeah, but the yeah the Bengals look good. He spread it out to everybody. Touchdowns to three different guys. Chase Higgins, Boyd, all involved. Just how the Bengals want. That that's ideally what they're looking for. Get all these weapons involved, score some points. Hopefully this gets them on a a little bit of a roll here. They did what they should have, right? They're better than the Jets. You beat the Jets. You you gotta beat the Jets. Thursday night football, Dolphins, Bengals. Ooh. This week. Huge, huge game. Now is that one in Miami or is it in Cincinnati? I wanna say it's in Cincy. Uh, uh, Dolphins are going to have to really bring it because yes. Cincinnati knows there's a lot on the line with this. One. It is in Cincy. It, that one oh, and two I with mean, an opportunity to beat a three and O team. Here's what I'll say. Yeah, if that's... the Dolphins beat the Bengals, I know they're one and two. If the Dolphins beat the Bengals, I'm going to be like legit. Let's go win the AFC East. That's fair. That's if they fair. start off four and O and they have wins against the Ravens, the Bills, and the Bengals, three of those four weeks. Yeah. I mean, I will be way too invested and my hopes will be way too high so yeah i mean i I probably looked at that early season schedule and i was like man i hope we're two and two like fingers crossed we can win one of those and now now the worst case scenario is three and one potentially four now yeah they'll probably tie three oh and one yeah better than three and one um and then we had the panthers and the saints another kind of like meh game yeah, I mean, do we really think either of them are going to make are going to be in the NFC picture here? Like the the Saints without Drew Brees are Yeah, they were like a they were nothing, like oh this roster's much. still good and Chris Olave looks good and Jameis threw for 350 today and they still lost. They scored they 14 still, points in the fourth like, quarter. I, I don't know, Jacob. I I was not I, I felt some of the guys were higher on the Saints coming into the year. Yeah. I I was not I I just I, no Sean Payton, no Drew Brees. There's not much left there for me to get super excited about to say definitively going to push for a playoff spot. I just I didn't see it. And then on top of the with, with the whole um, Alvin Kamara situation outside yeah. of it, so just distracting kind of all that stuff. And I'm like, this is not meant to to be for the you know the Saints this year. I just, I just don't see it. And I was higher on the Panthers. They were kind of my sleeper team, and they I would have been higher on the Panthers. Yeah, they lost two really close games in Week One and Two, and that is going to probably come back to bite them when they're looking at the playoffs at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I could still see them getting to maybe seven or eight wins, but if they beat the Browns or the Giants in the first two weeks, yeah, then you may be looking at at nine, ten wins. Correct, and that gets you in. So we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe they play up to their competition. They win a couple games they shouldn't. Um, get Christian McCaffrey involved. He's been still kind of quiet. Yeah, you know he's going to pop off for a few at some points. He's too good. And then and we kind of hit on this him. game. Our last one o'clock game was Jags Chargers. Um, and Justin Herbert looked. I don't know if you got to see any of this game. He looked hurt the whole time. They were. I did not. The numbers blew, suggested that though. Blew he, my mind that they kept him in that long. The Jags scored a touchdown with like six minutes left in the game to put him up by twenty eight. And they're trotted Herbert out there still. Why? And, and are it's over. Throwing him. He's his ribs are like dead. 
Like he was questionable all week, and they were like, "That is an absolute my bonehead." Boneheaded. We're, aren't they already questioning? They've been questioning Staley as a head coach since he was put in there I last year. Not the playoff game was uh, again, you know, the the play-in game basically last year. He miscalled that. They're starting off slow, and it's why are you throwing Herbert out there down twenty-eight? The game's over. Yeah, he's hurt. Terrible. Get him out of there. Rest him up. It's just stupid. Oh, they're sorry. They were not our last one o'clock game. That was the first. That was the first four o'clock game. No okay. Still, and, and the and the Jags look great. They they were literally it was an Urban Meyer problem. We can we'll say it every time they win. It's an it's, Urban Meyer problem. They didn't change their roster that much. I mean, they got Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne's healthy, but that's how bad Urban Meyer was. Culture's a heck of a lot different. It's nuts. Good play caller. I that's all they needed. That's all they needed. Well, and and I mean. Christian Kirk has helped more than I think some people would realize because yep. I think a lot of people uh, threw his numbers out there at, oh, you know, he had this I-octane offense in Arizona and, um, you know, he needed someone to throw the ball to in the slot. I can't believe they paid that, that Jacksonville paid that money for Christian Kirk, that guy. Well, usually when teams pay that guy money, they're going to throw to him, you right. know, if it's a wide receiver. and. There's sharing, spreading the wealth there. I like what Jacksonville's doing. Yeah, they look, they look very good. Defense has been sh- the most surprising to me. Yep. I don't know if I can name many players on their defense right now, but super impressive to hold the Chargers to ten points. Yep. And then the Rams continue to own the Cardinals. That's like that random division where like one team always owns one of the other Beats teams. Beats the other team. Yeah. Like, isn't it the Niners own the Rams? Yeah, like, Niners always seem to to beat the I shouldn't say always, but more often than not, even when you think the Rams are gonna win, all of a sudden the Niners kind of pull that game out. Um and then the Rams own the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals like the Seahawks are in there too. Like it's, it's literally usually like all four the Seahawks. Cardinals always tend to play well against the Seahawks. And then I think like. the Seahawks then always beat the Niners. Niners. Yeah, I believe it's like a circle of life. Yes, where, where these NFC West teams just there's. I think Sean McVay is now eleven beat, and beat up on each other. Yeah. I think Sean McVay is now eleven and one against the Cardinals. Something like that. Ridiculous. Oh, Tyler no, Murray's right. terrible against the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray's just not good in general. I I, I'm not as Kyler Murray believe. He's a video game. He's a video game quarterback in real life, and that does that's not gonna work when it comes down to winning real big football games. It hasn't. It hasn't. He threw the ball fifty eight times today, Michael. And they scored twelve points. How how I That's ball That guy gets so much pub and talk about as being a uh, upper tier quarterback, and it's 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 a joke. I would it, easily there's easily ten quarterbacks that I would take over Kyler Murray. Yes, easy. Yeah, I don't trust that Kyler can consistently read a defense. That and, and really, you look what do what have they done offensively without DeAndre Hopkins playing? Mar- they Mar- are they are either really good with Hopkins or they are super bad. Marquise Brown's supposed to be their like guy now. They gave him a first round pickup for him. To be fair, he caught 14 catches for 140 yards today. And other than that, nobody else did anything. <laughs> you know, 
Kyler has one guy. He goes to that one guy. Yeah. And if that guy's not open, he takes off and runs. I you want you tell me he's doing that as a rookie. I get it. Well, he's in year year what three, four? Kyler's year four, right? Year four, and he's still doing that same crap. Yeah, it's not. No, at that point, you're just not a good NFL quarterback. You can't read a defense. You can't go past your first read. And and he gets talked up like he's this oh future stud. No, and the Cardinals are stuck with him. They signed him. And this was a like a kind of a boring win for the Rams almost. This is another one where the play disparity is nuts. <laughs> Ready for the plays in this one? 81 for the Cardinals, 46 for the Niners. Or 40, 46 for the Rams. And total yards was uh, 20 yards less. How do you almost have double the plays and the yardage is basically the same? I mean, this, the Rams just controlled this game from the outright. Yep. They were... They're fine. I think the Rams are fine. They came out against the Bills. The Bills came out pissed off from last season and and showed why they are a Super Bowl contender. The Rams are 100% going to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, the Rams are starting to prove that. I think the Rams had a little little bit of Super Bowl hangover themselves. Yep. I came in, got to celebrate the day, and, you know, the NFL throws them the Bills. You know, like... Right. Thanks. um, So... I think you're making valid points. Sick league, Roger Goodell. Thanks a lot, man. (laughs) Last week, I was a little worried about him, but NFC, it's it's a wide-open game, and the Rams have put two games back-to-back that are solid games, and they're going to be in the thick of it. I don't know if they they come out of the NFC, but they're going to be in the thick of it. They're they're one of your handful of contenders in the NFC still. Yeah. So – and last game of the day, or no, two more. Another, oh, you're, which one would you rather have watched less? Here you go. Falcons, Seahawks, or Bears, Texans? No, I have to pick one. Which one would you rather watch? I'll, I'll, oh. peel, your eye, I'll peel your eyelids back and force you to watch one of those games. Oh. I don't know. At least... Gosh, I, the fact that I have to pick one. I would pick, I'd go Falcons, Seahawks. I, I might go Falcons, Seahawks. I mean, at Don't least. Don't tell me you could rather watch a game where the Bears won it, where the quarterback completed eight passes and threw two picks, and they Fair. still somehow won Fair. the game. You know, at least the Falcons have a couple of young weapons I can, like, get excited to watch. And, and the you Seahawks got Drake Lund- have- London, you got Kyle Pitts. Like, they had. They at least have some young pieces where uh, you're throwing the ball to, and that would at least be fun. No, that's fair. Give me no part of. Seahawks still have Tyler Lockett and DK. Justin Fields garbage play and Davis Mills garbage play. I want no part of that. The Falcons, I think I said it last week, they were doing so great for their fans of like giving them really exciting games, but then losing. Yeah. And they were a part of one again today, and they choked and won. They won it because so, Seattle's I mean, terrible. These are the two teams that are going to be fighting for Stroud Young. Yep. So, yep. I, I mean, I think they're the two of the contenders right now. I think the Texans are still might sneak a few games out. I, I think they're better. Texans than are in teams. the wrong division. If they're trying to to tank for uh, the 
one of these quarterbacks, they might be the ones where they get a couple of garbage wins because they're, right. you know. Yeah. I, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with the tank for the, for the top QB prospects because there were none last year. So you knew there was going to be some coming out this year. Yep. Uh, yep. And then our last game, the Battle of the Goats, was super exciting, 14-12. to 12, Packers Golly. Golly. I mean, I – should Tom just retire? Like, I I was not expecting this. And I, I really do believe how he handled the whole, I'm retiring, I'm coming back out of retirement, and, and now having the issues in his personal life, they're affecting him. Yeah. They're affecting him. I, I just, if Tom Brady was solely focused on football and, and knew he had full support from the family and, and all of this, didn't have issues outside of football he's never had any major issues outside of football it's when he's in the season it's football for Tom Brady this is the first year that's not the case and he looks like a guy that's got issues outside of football I will be honest with you I watched a lot of that game today and he he did still look he looked really good their offense was obviously stagnant because they're working with Cole Beasley who well yeah they they Call them they up. Signed, they, that's a fair point. They they had to deal what today with they no were, Evans and no Godwin. They literally were playing with like five slot receivers the whole game. It was it was uh, Scotty Miller, Russell Gage, and uh, Cole Beasley were like their top three. That's that's there. that's fair. That's fair. That's so, they call Cole Beasley up and they just sign him. This their week, main so. guy on the outside today was Brashad Perryman. Yikes. And the, the Packers look great. First two drives, super long, big drives. Um, I think a 10-play and a 12-play drive for touchdowns. And I was like, whoa, the Packers look really good. I'm like, maybe they are, like, better than I thought. Because they played the Bears last week. What do you, you can't take anything from that game because they yeah. kicked the crap out of the Bears. And then I was like, first quarter and a half, two drives. They drive down the field against Tampa. Great defense. And then rest of the game, completely stagnant. Running game was non-existent. Rodgers didn't have anybody to throw to. Threw a bad pick. I was like, okay, the Packers still don't look like... They don't even look like last... They do not look like last year's Packers still. And last year's Packers choked big time in the playoffs. I just don't think they're as good as last year still. I Today's game was not a comfortable look for either team from my side of things. Um, I was confident in the over on the Packers. And yes, they won today. I, I'm a little less confident now about that being the case. I, I just, I'm more. I'm still more confident in the Bucks that they'll get it figured out as the year goes on. Tom's the type of guy that works out the kinks, and and Rogers has to, you know, the relax, all that stuff. They're both obviously two of the best quarterbacks of all time, and their offenses will be humming. I think that. As long, I guess it, it kind of does. It's pending. I guess it is pending Chris Godwin off of his injury. That's a big key for me. Is Godwin coming off of his injury to see if if he can be a go to target for him? Evans was just suspended. He's, he'll be back. He'll be back. I I still have concerns about Tom, um, but that's right now. That can all be changed in the next couple of weeks if that offense can start to get humming. Yeah. They just seem out of sync enough for me to have some concerns about them as a Super Bowl contender right sure. now. 
Sure. Um, the defense is legit. Uh, but if, as you say, you know, get about a month down the line, the kinks get worked out, Brady starts looking more like Brady, they have weapons, now all of a sudden this looks like a Super Bowl team. Um, Packers, man, I don't know. They won today, and I, I still have, I have more questions yeah. about them than I they're pretty meh, you know? Yep, and I just don't know. And I don't think, like, I don't know. Everyone was, a lot, lot of national hype on their, their defense, being a top five defense, like the best team in the NFL. And sure, they held the Bucks in check today. They held Scotty Miller and Cole Beasley in check. Good job. They're supposed to, right? You know, they're supposed I, I just to. still don't see it from them. That they didn't gain any. They re-signed guys from last year, and they had a good defense last year, but then they still lost to Darius Smith. And I don't know. I just, I'm not sold yet. It is, well, and me, I think that's fair to your point. This is me just being pessimistic and anti-Packers, probably. And it may very it well be. Salt, but it may I very well be. Uh, my statement to your point, they play three games. Two of them have been against a... Tampa team that has uh, receivers signed off the scrap heap, right? So they're supposed to show th- shut those guys down. And then the Bears, who don't throw – not don't throw the ball. I'm sorry, can't throw the ball. They don't either. They can't and don't. They don't because they can't. Their coaching <laughs> staff knows yes. that their quarterback can't and they don't have offensive weapons Correct. for that quarterback to throw to. The one time they faced a, a quarterback with weapons that could throw the ball, they got, you know, I, I don't, lit up's not the right word, but the, the, the Vikings moved it on them. Yeah. So they're going to face off, like, say what you want. The Lions are not an easy out of an offensive team. They still have to face the Vikings one more time, and they're going to get top tier teams the rest of the way. And with the Packers' offense, it, good, it looks like their defense is going to have to hold teams around the 20 range. Yeah, I agree. And I don't see that happening on a regular basis with some of the teams. Eventually you're going to get exploited and you got to hang with teams and don't see it right now. I don't know how I missed this one. I missed one and it's probably because I'm avoiding it because I, I was a hater at the beginning of the year. and I don't want to admit my faults, but the Eagles look really good. Yeah. Yep. I know a lot of people had some hesitations about the Eagles, but now, and I'll say this. They look better than I thought they would. I just had them as about a 10-win team winning the East. Um, they are – Sirianni and staff have a good game plan for what Hurts can do. They have weapons. Two legit wide receivers in Smith and uh, – Yeah, Smith made a couple insane catches today. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Goddard's a solid tight end. And they don't have an elite running back, but they have a stable of three solid ones. Right. Between yep. Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott. I yep. mean, they it and their O line's great. So I mean their offense is gonna score on anyone they play. They're just it's a solid offense, well called offense, and then their defense has playmakers. I mean, they're just a very well rounded team. I'm buying Philly, man. Yeah. I'm in on Philly, too, now, more so, especially as a playoff team now. I didn't have them even in the playoffs, I don't think. I was just kind of like, I think they're going to underachieve. I 
my biggest reservation and my I will plant my flag on Jalen Hurts being similar to a Kyler Murray of like, can he make the big throws when it matters in those big games? That's where I still have my hesitations. That's fair. I will say I trust Hurts more than I trust Kyler Murray. All right, that's fair. I, I and maybe I don't know if that's a I no, probably I, I just would flat out don't trust such, Kyler Murray. So I gotta watch. I, I guess Hertz. I need to watch. I need to watch a little more Hurts. Um I, I mean, he's only second year starting, and I've been a pretty avid Kyler Murray hater for the last like two plus years. So. Yeah, I, I'm as the weeks go on and years go on, I, I'm buying Murray less and less. I, yeah. I just his attitude and mindset, and that's part of it too. I think with Hurts, I trust oh, that Hurts is a no. hard worker. Live re- I, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Live reaction. <laughs> So Jimmy G just pulled a Dan Orlovsky. No, I I haven't seen it yet. He pulled a Dan Orlovsky. Yes, he did. He pulled a Dan Orlovsky. He stepped right out. I just saw it. Stepped out of the end zone, and then he also that actually is going to end up. That'll benefit them though. It was a pick six, right? He's if he stepped out first, doesn't the safety occur? Oh my gosh! Like that actually benefits. Because he threw a pick six afterwards, but right. Denver's only getting two points out of this instead of seven. I think they should give him nine for how bad of a play that, oh, was. that was. That was Dan Orlovsky-esque, man. Oh, my. Know where you're at. Gosh, Jimmy. That's tough. Everyone's clamoring for Trey Lance now, even though he's hurt. <laughs> we want Trey. I mean, the the, the Jimmy G hype is going to be. know where you're at, dude. That is That's bad. hilarious. That is That's bad. That's hilarious. All right, you got any more NFL uh, tidbits to add? I think both conferences are wide open. I think. I agree. I agree. I'm, Eagles, I'm more confused about what's going to happen three weeks in now than I was sure. at the beginning of the year. Oh, I, yeah. I just usually I don't like, know who's good. Fall, I don't know you're who's like, bad. Okay, we thought these teams would be good. Maybe a couple surprises. There's a lot of like it, jumbled mess so far. Yes. I I so, just don't know what to make of it, man. We'll give it. You know, give it another week. Interesting as this plays it'll out. Start to, It'll start to straighten out. So, oh, yeah. All right, let's do a, little, a quick little college football recap. A couple of Michigan boys on the pod tonight. So we'll, oh, we'll get yep. to that. Not a, not a huge slate of games. Some some close ones, but nothing too crazy, I would say, I, this week. I would say the only big one was Kansas State upsetting Oklahoma yes. in That was North. massive. That was um, massive. And Kansas State was a little bit of a wild card pick for me, but I didn't actually seriously think they could tend for the Big 12 title. Oklahoma looked legit the first handful of weeks. And Adrian Martinez was not Nebraska Adrian Martinez. He made plays down the stretch with his arm and with his legs that won that game for Kansas State. You know, I, I felt where if it was like third down, Oklahoma really didn't have an answer for Martinez throwing the ball or running. If they covered everybody, Martinez was out and scrambling and picking up 20. I mean, it was... Um, yeah, so so you, you, um, you hear this, if you would have expected this sentence after week four, the only two teams from the Big 12 that probably can legit make the college football playoff are Oklahoma State and Kansas. Kansas State. No, Kansas. If you would have told me Oklahoma State, no, I Kansas. Oh, Kansas. You said Kansas. Kansas. Not Kansas State. Kansas is 4-0. I guess that's fair though. Kansas is 4-0. They they just beat they beat Duke. They beat uh who else did they beat? They had a couple of decent wins. 
They have a hundred. They have Kansas, the most points. Kansas. They're making a bowl game this year. They mark it down. At, they beat West Virginia on the road. They beat Houston on the road, and they beat Duke at home. And all, Kansas and all you. Dude, this is Midwestern. It's gonna be a Midwestern tie here. All right, all yeah. you people from Wisconsin who know how good a program Wisconsin Whitewater was. Oh yeah, right. Kansas's coach was the guy who built that program into the national title winner that it it was at the D three level. Yeah. Lance Leipold. So obviously a little bit of sarcasm there, but hey, shout out to Kansas three and four and They're Kansas. electric. Their offense is is very fun. They're good. They're good. Yeah. That that dude's a good coach. Like, Not a sentence I thought we would say. Is Kansas good? It looks like they might be. Yeah, they're gonna make a bowl game. Yeah. Lance Leipold's a good coach. But yes, Kansas State. I guess if Kansas State runs the table, but they already have a loss too. So the Big Twelve is pretty much out of the college football playoff already. Unless Oklahoma State. I, Oklahoma State goes undefeated. That's yeah. about the only way this happens for the yep. Big 12. Um, we could quickly – let's quickly touch Michigan because we're both Michigan guys. Yeah. Um, J.J. underwhelmed in his in his first Big 10 start. Yes. He missed a few deep balls. But all in all, I think it was a good wake-up call, good first Big 10 game for them to play. Blake Corum, if he continues this – what he's on, he should start getting a little bit of Heisman love. Because 30 carries for 30 carries, 36 yards. And he had if five I don't have that number right, it, it actually is in the ballpark by like 10 yards. 243. 240. Oh, I undersold him at 236. Yeah. 243. Um, Blake Corum is legit. JJ did not play well. I didn't like the offensive play calling across the board, but there's only so much that can be done when your quarterback isn't looking like he was bad. Yeah. JJ was bad. Outside of a couple throws he made in the fourth quarter, he upped the game a little bit. He was bad. Michigan's very fortunate that they won that game. I think Maryland's a solid eight-win team. They got a good offense. Put some scares into some team. They got a really I, good offense. Yeah. And if you look, if you just look at JJ's box store, box score, eighteen for twenty-six, two twenty, two touchdowns, no, no picks. It's like, oh, he played fine, but he missed. Four, I can remember four off deep the top bombs. of my head. Deep bombs that that he did, he put too much too much of it on a rope. He needed to put a little more air under the ball. Yep, and that's that's perfectly fine right now. You work the kinks out. You and he hit did those throws later in the year. He did figure it out. Fourth quarter, he put a nice loft on a ball down the sideline to uh, to Ronnie Bell. Yep, set him up for a late touchdown that pretty much sealed, sealed. that game. So he fixed things late. And that helped yep. Michigan get the win. Um, Michigan needed a test. They played three cupcakes. Um, I'm content because they won the game. I would have definitely not been content had they lost. But did you see? Did you see Scott Bell's tweet? From- did you see Scott Bell's tweet? No, I missed it. What did he say? Um, Scott Bell, all, all, ultimate Michigan troll. He's a tremendous follow on Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, he he tweeted everyone everyone complaining about Michigan's easy schedule through three weeks. How about Minnesota's easy schedule through four weeks? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, Minnesota Let's go on absolutely that one, man. rolls Sparty. And I can't say I didn't love it. I loved every bit of it. Oh, it I'm a Michigan fan. I'm supposed to love it when MSU loses and OSU loses. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it is. Um, Minnesota's legit. It's not close. They're the best team in the West. 
it's not close. They better win the West. Or better they be have, very upset. I've read a stat. They have a ridiculous amount of fifth and sixth year players on that roster. So I knew going in, like Minnesota of all teams in the Big Ten is not going to be afraid going on the road and facing teams because they have so many players that are battle tested. Yep. Um, I, I just think State's not good. Yeah, they don't look good. And, and I guarantee they're going to play Michigan close. They always gonna, do. Like the, the Michigan gonna, game, they're going to play Michigan close. But it's going to make me sweat. To, I just want to win by 30 one year. And I, I and they should, but I, mean, I, I, I don't think they will. Against MSU, they're not going to win by 30. I know, MSU's I mean, going to put everything into that game. But they better win it because this is yeah. not a good MSU team. Losing last year, they lost to a good MSU team last year. This year's not a good one. MSU's got to go to Maryland next week. And they've just gotten lit up by Washington and Minnesota. Yeah, not not ideal. Like, I, good luck keeping that one close. I thought MSU would be a legit 8-9 win team this year. This is going to be, we're scrapping to make a bowl game. Yeah. Yep. There's the Minnesota game completely easy. changed the outlook of this MSU team. Sparty's, Sparty does not have an easy schedule coming up either. Yep. And for you Gopher fans out there, you should expect to win the West, and really, at this point, anything other than that is a disappointment. Hey, how about the Badgers? They look good this week. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, in their jerseys when they hit the field, when they got <laughs> off the bus, they looked nice, well-rested, showered, nice and fresh, because it yeah. sure as heck wasn't after kickoff. Yeah. I mean, what That's happened? To, yeah, I, I just, this is... It's not a, they're just not, a, it's typical of a, they're still ground and pound, but they're not as good at it. And their no. defense, and their defense isn't I, as good. Everything as about Wisconsin says solid running game and um, great O-line play and great defense. The defense is not great this year. Yeah. Their O-line the last couple years has been suspect. And Graham Mertz is garbage. So yeah, you have. Good. Braylon Allen. Yep. Who's so, good? But hey, that's the only Badgers. I hope they make a bowl game. <laughs> that's where you're at now. Yeah. Which is going to pain Wisconsin fans because they have high or maybe, expectations. Or but more realistically, Ben will probably agree with this. More realistically, it'll probably be like Iowa somehow like like six and two in the Big Ten, and Minnesota's seven and one, and then. Wisconsin ruins Minnesota's chances at the Big Ten. And West. Iowa somehow wins a tiebreaker right. and gets to go to the Big Ten title game and lose by sixty. Correct. And and Wisconsin ruins Minnesota's season, and Ben will be heartbroken if Iowa ends up in the Big Ten title game. Gouge my eyes out. <laughs> For, yeah, the For the love of mercy. For love of mercy, I'll watch that thing blindfolded. It'll be the same type of effect. I. I just so I'm yeah. rooting for Minnesota. Just give me something different. Um, any other? Uh, I'll just read a couple of a match, a couple of results here, and you can give a couple your two cents on it, and then we'll wrap it up. Works uh, for me. Clemson, Clemson, Wake Forest, double OT, massive game. DJ Uyangalulule, best name in college football. Yep. Finally looked good. Uh, ukulele looks like a legit solid college quarterback. Um, yep. Wake Forest scores points. Doesn't matter who they're facing. So. Yep. Um. Clemson gets credit from my book for going in there and beating them. Caleb I, Williams and USC struggled mightily. They were like the number one offense in the country, getting w- so much hype. And they're still undefeated, but they really came back down to earth, took a late comeback to beat Oregon State. 
17 to 14. You said it. Come down to earth moment. They haven't faced a lot of tough, tough tests. And they always, this goes back to the Pete Carroll days. Something about Oregon State for USC is is a, a tough spot. Um, I don't think USC is yeah. winning the Pac-12 anyway. And playing like that, they're not beating Oregon or Utah. So, um, um, And then your other t- couple ranked matchups this week. Texas A&M beats Arkansas. They're bounced back from their, uh, yes. from their App State loss. Yes, they've gotten a couple wins. The win against Arkansas is a good win. Um, Arkansas missed a field goal late that would have won that game. Was that the one that went uh, off the top of the upright? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The One of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. Yep. Just right off the top of the upright. Like literally the, the, literally the top of it. Like not just yeah. like the the upper part. Of, like no, the, 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 the top. The point of it. It was yep. nuts. Bounced that's out. the worst. Is that one of the worst things in sports, seeing a kicker after a game that when he doesn't make a kick? It guts me every time. Yep. Unless he's an Ohio State or Michigan State kicker. Then yeah, like, that is great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you feel for the guy. You feel yes. for the guy. Because you look at it, it was something, some like 42-yarder. I mean, yeah. you, you got to make it. You just tough. have to make it. So it's it's tough to see that one go down for Arkansas. But, yeah, kudos to Anna. Bounce back from the, the App State game. Get a couple wins there. Although Tennessee gets over the hump on Florida where they almost tried to give it away at the end. Tennessee really bonkers. wanted Florida to win that one. Yeah, I really you know did. it's it's but you called you called Tennessee at the beginning of the year electric offense. They're going to they score can a score, lot of man. points. Falls can score. Fun. They're fun. They're fun to watch. And Texas horns are down. Horns down. Horns down. Fumbled. Bijan Robinson fumbles first play of overtime. Basically hands the game to Texas. He's a guy who never does it. I mean I that's that's just what was crazy. I. Texas going to Texas, man. They're, yeah. just, they're not well, we there finish, yet. Let's just finish with both those programs. Two programs that always everyone says they're back. And Miami is a 25-point favorite. Miami. 14 to Middle Tennessee State. Oh, I, you know, I was joking around. I, I'm in a group chat with my brother and my dad. And when Saturdays hit, it's all college football talk. And, you know, the Michigan game's going on, and I shoot a text message. I'm like, man, this offensive play calling's bad. I think Michigan misses Josh Gaddis. And then we hit the Miami game, you know, the time of Miami game, and Miami's offense looks like crap. And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe Michigan doesn't miss Josh Gaddis. Maybe maybe he's not that great a play caller. Like, they're yep. t- Miami, there's no excuse to lose that game. Not good. None. Not Zero, good. zip, zilch. Nada. Wait, is that right? This guy from Mid Tennessee State had 16 completions for 400 yards. No, oh, yeah, they had a bunch of deep bombs on him. Like <laughs> defense looked bad, offense looked bad, all around <laughs> terrible performance from Miami. Can I read? I'm going to read you the top. This is. We'll finish with this. I'm going to read you the top receivers from Mid Tennessee State. Okay. Here we go. Two catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Four Two catches. catches, 169? Yep, average of 84 and a half. Jeez Louise. And then you got four catches for 130, no touchdowns. How do you do that? And then one catch for 69 yards, nice, and a touchdown. <laughs> At what point does Miami, like, it's clear mid-Tennessee State's just like, all right, throw it up, maybe we'll get it. Throw it up, maybe we'll get it up. Still working, still working. That's Miami crazy. doesn't change anything. Miami doesn't adjust. Yeah, the U is the U is far from back. 
Yep, they say it every year. Mario Cristobal's got work to do. I do feel bad for te- Texas. Is the one I feel bad for if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they probably beat Bama. It's and a different situation. And they're looking at now. they're looking at being a potential playoff playoff team. team. And now it's like, okay, maybe we can contend for the Big Twelve. Yep, maybe, Tough. maybe. Tough. All right, you got anything else? No, no, well, man. I mean, I, I just everything else is held serve. Georgia's legit. Ohio State's starting to pick it up offensively. You know, Bama. Bama's Bama. Like I said, the, the big one from the weekend for me was that Oklahoma loss at home to Kansas State, and things will shake up a little bit there. But we'll continue to get some more. Now we're in conference play, get some more upsets and more fun ranked yep. matchups. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully. Thursday we get a, a little preview for the next week. Um, we got hope we'll have some uh, don't you dailies. I said it right, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Some don't you dailies this week. Um. Yeah, I, I have a kid now, and I still hop yeah. on the podcast for all of you. So this is how much he cares about y'all. That's right. This is how much he cares about y'all. I could I could give a you know halftime locker room speech right now, but. I won't. I'll save it for another day. But thank you all for listening. We would love for you to share. For for my son's sake, share the podcast. Yes. Give us some likes. And we love you. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. Spins up. Go blue. Talk to S-O-L. you. S O L. S O L.